this while we were singing. Uh, welcome this morning. If you're just tuning in right now as we're starting the message, uh, welcome this morning. Uh, it's great to be together even though uh, it's, it's simply online. And uh, if you do have a Bible somewhere close by, I'm going to mention a few scriptures uh, because you're not sitting in the service. You might want to just flip through your Bible, find them. Uh, I won't necessarily read all of them. I will read some. Uh, but you might want to take a look at the context that some of these scriptures that I'm going to refer to might take a look at the context uh, uh, that they're, they're placed in. Pretty, pretty amazing. You know, during the last couple of weeks, I guess you could say the dam finally broke. I mean, uh, it, it's like we were hearing about other nations uh, dealing with the coronavirus over in China, Italy, and other nations. And all of a sudden, a couple of weeks ago, cases started being reported uh, here in the United States. And it's all of a sudden, uh, you know, the president declared a national emergency. Uh, the World Health Organization declared it a, an official pandemic. And, and then all the dominoes started falling over. Uh, concerts and conventions, uh, sporting events were canceled. Uh, public gatherings here in the state. Last week it was uh, gatherings larger than 250 this week, of course, it's 25, and I, I think uh, it, it, you can't be in a group or shouldn't be in a group larger than 10 if you're, let's just say, my age. So um, anyway, you know, probably what's coming in our state is stay-in-place type of order. I'm not sure what we'll call it, but we're going to hear from the governor on Monday. And so, you know, things are, are changing rapidly, and what we're doing, of course, is we're trying together to stop the spread uh, of the coronavirus and, and stop the illnesses that could happen uh, with, with some people. Now, this is an unprecedented time. Uh, I've been through other health risks during my lifetime, and many of you uh, have been through a, a variety of flus and viruses and even other pandemics that have uh, touched uh, the world and, and our own nation. But I've never seen a response like this. Uh, it's been amazing. The sacrifices that we're being asked to make as a nation and as a people, economically, and just with our own quote-unquote freedoms, we're, we're being asked to make sacrifices out of love and care for others. And to be honest, I think that's a great thing. I, I really do. Wouldn't it be amazing if a time of caring for others more than ourselves would change the, the social climate in our nation? <laughs> Maybe get us to focus a little beyond uh, the political battles that we've been walking through for the last four years in this nation. Wouldn't it be able to, wouldn't it be great to just think of love and compassion for one another and, and caring for one another? I, I don't know about you, but I, I'm praying that God will use this time of... Uh, social distancing, uh, distancing, so to speak, uh, as, as a time where people really come together. And, and my prayer uh, for us is, how do, how do we respond as a church? How do I, as a pastor, uh, attempt to try to lead us through this time? H how do we grow as individuals? H how do we grow as a church family? H how do we become a, a better community together during a time of uh, uh, social isolation? Uh, you know, when, the, when I first heard about this, I thought, well, you know, the church has never been a building. It's always been about people. I just have never quite totally understood how people will react to that. And, 
And my prayer is that we'll take advantage of it and, and use it to grow uh, as individuals and as a church family, doing more connecting than we did before. In Acts chapter 2, a, a word that got my attention this last week, I think most of us are familiar with Acts 2, I think it's 42 through 46, and, and it talks about how the church gathered together house to house, how they uh, prayed together, how they shared all things in common, and, and how daily there were people being saved. I, I had never caught the word daily. It was like daily people were connecting together, and I'm, I'm wondering, to be honest, if, if we could take to heart the need to connect with people daily, to, to ask how our friends are doing, to connect with family members, and, and make an effort to encourage one another. You know, it's so easy to get in a rut, and I think, you know, whether we want to admit it or not, we, we start allowing our attendance at church on Sunday morning to, to be kind of become the expression of our Christian faith. And, you know, it's great that we attend church because it is important to encourage one another. The uh, Bible even talks, I believe it's in uh, Hebrews 10, uh, about forsaking not, so to speak. This is King James. <laughs> but forsaking not the assembling of yourselves together, which is the habit of son. And we, we do need to connect. But sometimes that becomes our only expression of faith. And wouldn't it be great if we were expressing our faith to one another outside of church and in our community as we're you know, wherever we are uh, in the next uh, days and, and weeks ahead. And so I'm excited to see what God's going to do. You know, the early church uh, didn't just experience church on Sunday. And in fact, Jesus' ministry, when you take a look at it, and I'm going to put a scripture up. It's Luke chapter 4, verse 18 through 19. Uh, Jesus' ministry wasn't limited to a Sunday morning service. Uh, Jesus said in his own hometown in Capernaum, uh, he said, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. I'm so thankful that Jesus' ministry, there was a passion and a compassion for the poor, not just financially, but anyone who was struggling with disease or disability, anyone going through any kind of oppression in their life. Jesus' ministry came. There was an anointing to pray, proclaim good news to the poor, uh, he, he, Jesus said, he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, anyone who is in any way captive or, or oppressed, recovery of sight for the blind, and to, to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, and that has to do with forgiveness, a complete uh, a celebration of forgiveness. Now, what's amazing, every day of the week, Jesus' ministry was, was characterized by that. Whether it was you know, on the road from Jericho to Jerusalem uh, when he healed a man named Barnabas, or, or whether it was at the well in Samaria when a woman came for water and what she was really searching for was the meaning of life. Uh, Jesus ministered. Uh, maybe it was in the middle of the night when a religious leader came with questions about who Jesus was and what was all these miracles uh, where'd they come from? What was God doing through his life? And you know, Everywhere he went, I guess what I'm trying to say, everywhere Jesus went, the kingdom of God was there. Everywhere Jesus went, the kingdom of God was there. And I really believe the same is supposed to be true for our lives. You know, Jesus said in John 20, uh, I think it's about verse 21, after he had risen from the dead, he said, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And I, uh, I think we need the Holy Spirit 
we need a fresh breath of the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us and empower us during this season so that the kingdom of God is everywhere we go and every contact we make and every person uh, we, we touch. So for me as a pastor, to be honest, this is kind of fun. I, I get to not think about Sunday morning so much. I get to think about how we're being the church daily, how we're connecting and, and how we're ministering, even during a time of social distancing. How can we reach out? How can we help people feel loved and encouraged during this unprecedented season? So, so I'm excited to walk through this season with you. And uh, I want to talk about uh, some practical things that I think we can do individually and together that can really make a difference in this season. So if you got your notepad out or your paper, number one, okay, fight fear with facts. There's going to be a lot of fear. Uh, You know, there's already been a lot of panic buying, a lot of empty shelves in the grocery store. People are stocking up. But, But as the numbers grow, I think yesterday there was about 25,000 who had tested positive for the coronavirus and a little less than 300 who had already died. And as sad as that is, that's going to grow dramatically because we're just getting test kits out in communities. And I I would imagine by next weekend, we'll be looking at 100,000 people with the coronavirus and maybe as many as 500 or 1,000 who have died. And I'm thinking about all those families and how that... uh, how that affects people. And we're going to hear about it on the news. And uh, it's not wrong, of course, for the, for the news to give us that information. But it's going to create a lot of panic and, and a lot of fear. And I want to encourage you with something as simple as Psalm 23. I, I hope you haven't memorized. You should. <laughs> okay. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me be by, beside still waters. He restores my soul. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Uh, Your rod and your staff will comfort me. I don't know if you've uh, memorized those verses, but uh, those are great ones. Just to remind yourself, the, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And also remind yourself that this is a valley we're walking through. This is not the end. It's not a box canyon when things get really dark. This is a valley. Okay, we're going to go through this. As a nation and as individuals, we're going to go through it. And a few months from now, we're actually going to start looking back on where we've been and what has happened. And uh, so I want to encourage you, this is not going to last forever. It says in Isaiah 43, verse uh, 2 through 3, Uh, I love this verse. Uh, The Lord says, When you walk through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I'm so thankful that the Lord's going to be present with us through all this. So, Let's fight fear with facts. Let's fight it with the truth of God's word. And I just want to encourage you, not everything you're going to read or hear on the news or see on the internet, not everything is going to be true. So so be careful. You know, there are people that are going to use this as a time for their political advantage. And as a result of that, they're going to pick, they're going to look for weaknesses or 
mistakes, and they're going to try to blow things out of proportion, and they're going to add to the fear. And I want to encourage you, don't believe everything you read or hear on the news. Unfortunately, news isn't so much news anymore. It's called journalism, and it's the perspective of different people. I'm not trying to encourage you to choose any side here. I'm just saying be careful in regard to what you believe or what you pass on and communicate with other people. There are people that are going to try to use this for financial advantage. There are going to be scams. Uh, there are going to be ways for you to use this for maybe your own gain in some kind of way. I'm not sure how they're going to do it, but I promise you, there are wicked people uh, in our culture. And I'm, I'm sorry to say that, but it's true. And people are going to try to use this for the wrong motives and the wrong reasons. So fight fear with facts and fight it with the truth of God's word. It says in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 16, it says, prudent people act out of knowledge. And I love that verse because prudence is such an important a part of a, a person's life who's wise and, and self-controlled. Prudent people act out of knowledge. So be careful. And if you have any questions, please reach out to someone. Call someone. Talk to a family member. Call us here at the church. Call someone you know here in the life of the church. Uh, do practical things. Be safe. Wash your hands. Practice social distancing like we're all doing this morning and you know you don't always know where people have been in their life and so just want to encourage you to fight fear with facts second thing stay connected i listened to a man uh his name is craig grishel uh down in california and uh he, he's a pastor one of the pastors that i listen to occasionally and he said uh, three weeks ago he was asked to to speak at a conference and uh, it ended up, there were 14 different speakers, and one of the speakers tested positive for the coronavirus. And so he was in rooms uh, with all 14 of the speakers, with that man who tested positive. And as a result, as he was getting on the plane, headed home, uh, he, got an, he got a text or an email that said he had to go into quarantine. So here he is walking onto the plane, and he gets this text. You know how, if you're like me, I don't turn my phone off right away like I'm supposed to. I don't put it in airplane mode immediately. I kind of get my last email or whatever done before I, I turn it on airplane. Anyway, he got that text, and so he had to notify uh, the stewardess and the pilot. They had to immediately quarantined him. Before they even took him off the plane, they had everyone in his section move. And, and all of those people were a little upset. And, uh, and, and then they, they took him off the plane and he was put in quarantine for 14 days, literally isolated and kind of like, uh, you know, slide the tray under the door kind of thing for his food. He said it was terrible. I mean, 14 days with no human contact. He said he was so depressed and he felt so defeated by the end. And that's what isolation does. And I want to encourage you. We've got to stay connected. And we have to make more effort now. So I want to encourage you. If you can watch services online, please do. Uh, last, last week, we, we had a little less than 400 people here. I knew the attendance would be down, so we went ahead and had our services. But during the service, we had about 100 people live online. And during the week, we had over 500 people that just checked in and touched base and, and connected. And, and that's really what the online services are all about, a, a chance for us to connect. And so I, I want to encourage you, let's, let's focus on building more community. Uh, when you think of someone, 
realize that that may be the Holy Spirit putting them in your mind and encouraging you to reach out to them. Don't assume that everyone's doing well and everything's okay. Let's be encouragers uh, during this time. And, you know, it says in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, it's not good for man to be alone. And that is so true. So one of the things we can do in the next weeks and months is, is work really hard at staying connected with one another. Number three, dare to be different. And I know you might be a little different already. Uh, the Bible says we're a peculiar people. So, uh, but that's not quite what I mean, okay? And I don't, I don't want to sound self-righteous or that you as a Christian are better than everyone else. Um, there are so many wonderful people in the world. Uh, people where you work, uh, people in my neighborhood, uh, people that are helping uh, lead our community. They're wonderful people. God so loved the world. So I don't want this to sound wrong, like we're better. Uh, I don't want it to sound self-righteous. That's not my point. But Jesus said this in John 14. Remember when he was about to be crucified? On the night before he was crucified in John 14, he said to his disciples, do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. And I think most of us are familiar with that section in John 14, uh, verse 1 through 6, where he talks about heaven and talks about how to get there. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. But I want to focus on that phrase where he said, do not let your heart be troubled. You know, you know if, you, if you follow those verses down, in fact, I'll encourage you to read John 14, maybe in one of your devotion times this week. In about verse 27, he says, my peace I leave with you. It's not a peace that the world gives. There's a peace from Jesus you can't get from the world. There's a peace from Jesus that you get because of an intimate relationship with Jesus and because of our relationship with God. He says, my peace I leave with you. It's a gift from God. And because of that, we're, we're different in a way that's that's, that's really unique. I mean, there's something supernatural within our soul that gives us peace and confidence in the midst of a lot of kinds of different crises we go through. Uh, my wife uh, was shopping yesterday morning, and uh, we're a little behind. Uh, we were in Guatemala a couple of weeks ago. We just got back, and as soon as we did, of course, uh, everything started changing around us in regard to church, and so we've been been a little busy and um, trying to catch up I guess you'd say so my wife finally got to go shopping yesterday morning and uh, when she got to this one aisle uh, one of the clerks at the store said hey here's some hand sanitizer do you want it it's the last one and she thought well I probably should grab that and uh, so she put it in her cart and when she started wheeling her cart around the aisle uh, she came to a, a young mom uh, had a baby in the cart with her. The baby had a mask on, which I thought was really neat. The mom had to be shopping, apparently, but trying to protect her baby uh, the best she could. And, and the mom immediately saw the hand sanitizer in the cart and said, where'd you get that? And my wife uh, said, well, you know, it was down the aisle there. She said, but it was the last one. And, but maybe you could ask the lady and see if there's more in the back. So they kind of did that together. And the clerk said, I'm sorry, that was the last one. And, and so, so she was kind of disappointed. So my wife said, here, you can have this one. And, and, and the young mom said, really? 
Okay, it's just hand sanitizer. <laughs> this wasn't like a million dollars or something, but... You know, there's something, that, when you have the peace of God in your heart, there's, there's just a different way that, that we, we respond in circumstances and situations. And, and I want to encourage us all as, as a church family together. This is not a time to be selfish. <laughs> this is a time to be sacrificial, and that would be number four. It's, it's not a time to be selfish. It's a time to be sacrificial. And uh, in, in Philippians chapter 2, it talks about, you know, honoring others above ourselves and putting others above ourselves and you know I really believe during this pandemic we're going to have more opportunities to be generous than we normally do and and frankly I'm excited about that one of my gifts is giving uh, sometimes to a fault but but uh, I, I love to give and I love to see the joy that others have when you help and I I experience so so much joy myself when I'm able to help others so to me, this is kind of an exciting time, and uh, you may have checked us out online and found out that our church office is going to be closed uh, as we walk through this. Part of that is because of what the state is asking you to do. We're trying to protect people from it being exposed to the virus, or us from being exposed to the virus. So, so we're going to go ahead and close our office, but we'll be there, uh, and, and you can call. Uh, you, you can use email to connect with us. We want to respond, uh, help you with any needs you might have. But we don't want to take away your ministry and helping other people's needs. Uh, we want to support you in that ministry. And if you, if you know someone, and we're going to face uh, medical things, uh, health issues, people are going to want prayer. Uh, people might have uh, financial issues. There are a lot of businesses that are going to be closed. And I know the government is trying to get ahead of that by sending out checks and and by uh, supporting uh, unemployment insurance. Uh, they're asking employers to pay their employees while they're off, those kind of things. So we're all trying to work together on this. But if, if you find someone who has a need and we can help you help them, please contact the church office because we don't want to take away your ministry, but we'll support you if it's maybe above what you could do personally to to help someone because we want to be a, a, a blessing uh, in our community. You already have blessed me, by the way. Uh, last week, um, uh, our offering as a church was uh, very similar to what it would be normally, but three quarters of that offering came in online or uh, off of our website, and which is very unusual, which says to me, you took the effort, you saw the need, and I, and I want to thank you for uh, helping us continue our ministry in this community as we walk through this crisis together. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hidden. You are the light of the world. And, and one of the things that I see happening is people are looking to the church right now. I mean, a week and a half ago, uh, Channel 12 News calls our church and asks to talk to the pastor to find out what our church was doing in response to, to the virus outbreak. And I ended up being interviewed for their uh, 6 o'clock news. And, uh, and then last week, you may have saw the article in the paper that quoted some things that I said on our website. I, I guess I say all that to say that the world is looking to, to the church to see how we're going to respond and react to this circumstance. So I want to encourage us, you know. 
as contagious as the coronavirus may be, <laughs> my prayer is that the church could be more contagious with the love of God, more, more contagious with the light of Jesus Christ, that we could share his love with people and just reach out. So I'm going to invite the worship team to come on out uh, or come on back up. We're going we're gonna to try to keep these messages just a little shorter. Uh, we've shortened the worship a little bit because the online experience isn't quite the same as the church service here. Uh, so uh, if you've had a chance to uh, check into our website, if you've made a contact or a comment, Pastor Chad's in the back of the sanctuary right now putting his thumb up saying, yes, people are doing that. Hey, we'd love to hear a prayer request or hear about a special need that you have because we want to stay connected as we walk through this uh, season together, together. I'm going to close us in prayer in just a moment here. Worship team is going to lead another song, and then we're going to throw up our scrolling announcements, which at this point, we're not doing much as a church because uh, we're practicing social distancing. But uh, please communicate. Let us know if we can help during this season. And Heavenly Father, right now, it's, it's not wrong for us to be afraid. It's not wrong for us to be anxious. But Lord, you said, don't let your heart be troubled. And that word troubled means take over. Lord, don't, don't become so anxious that it begins to keep you from sleeping at night. Lord, there are practical things that we need to do. I ask you to help us stay in touch. I, I ask you to help us dare to be different, to allow the peace of God to rule our hearts. And Jesus, I ask you to help us be sacrificial during this time. Lord, maybe, maybe there's someone watching or listening. The Lord has blessed you financially so that you could be a blessing during this time. I don't know what that's going to mean specifically, but Lord, I pray that we could be the light of the world and that we could be your hands extended. So I thank you for that. I thank you that you're going to be with us through this entire season. I'm thankful that it's a valley that we're going to go through, and at some point we're going to come out on the other side, Lord. Bless each one, Lord, that's been listening. And help us be your church daily, Monday through Sunday. Lord, as we live our lives in our homes, as we head out into our community in a variety of ways, thank you for your kingdom presence with us wherever we go. We love you, Jesus. Pray these things in your wonderful name. Can we all say amen together?